to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. You've probably heard people say that you can't change anyone else. And while I agree you can't force someone to change, I'm also a firm believer that you have the power to create change in your relationship. The closer you are to someone, the more influence you have. So while you can't make your partner stop smoking, and you can't force your parents to start taking better care of their health, there's a good chance you might be able to have a positive influence on them if you go about things from a different angle. Before we talk about what works to promote change, let's talk about what doesn't work. When we want someone to change, our natural tendency is to point out their behavior and explain why we think they should do things differently. But that approach usually backfires. Think about it from your own perspective for a minute. When was the last time you changed one of your habits because someone pointed it out to you and expressed not liking what you're doing? Probably never. Imagine a vegetarian walks up to somebody who's eating a hamburger and says, meat's really bad for you and it's bad for the environment. You shouldn't eat it. What are the chances that person's going to say, you know, I never thought about it like that. Thanks for letting me know. And then they vow to never eat meat again. Probably not going to happen. Strangely, though, we sometimes expect that approach to work. You might lecture your adult child about their spending habits Or you might caution your friend that their keto diet is bad for their health. But you know what happens when you tell someone not to do something? Their brain gets flooded with all the reasons why they should do it. So they can defend against you. We all do that. We go on the defense and argue what we hear. And we believe the words coming out of our own mouths more than the words coming out of someone else's mouth. So our beliefs actually get reinforced when we argue our case. Imagine this scenario. Let's say someone smokes cigarettes. Their partner says, you really need to quit. Smoking is bad for you. The person who smokes says, I'm too stressed to quit. Smoking relaxes me. With that one quick conversation, that person's not thinking about all the reasons why smoking is bad. Instead, they're focusing on how much they get out of smoking, which in this case is it helps them relieve their stress. Inside their own minds, they end up focusing even more on the benefits they get from smoking, and they might be even less likely to quit than ever. And we often assume that someone's bad habits stem from a lack of knowledge so that we think educating them will convince them to change. But that's not how things work. We all know certain things are bad for us and we do it anyway. So skip the temptation to lecture someone about their behavior. Also beware of the tendency to give an ultimatum. You might think you're helping by telling a loved one to choose between you or their bad habits, but that rarely works. And more times than not, most of us have trouble following through with our threats when the other person doesn't do what we want them to do. Of course, you can set boundaries, but don't try to get someone to change based on an ultimatum from you. Okay, so those are the things that don't work. Now let's talk about what can work to influence someone to change. The most important thing you can do is change your behavior. The closer you are to the other person, the greater the chance that you'll have an influence on them. Think of it like a dance. When you change your dance steps, the other person will change theirs. 
So here's how to influence someone else. Change your behavior first. I work with a lot of people in my therapy office who want their partners to change. Here's an example. One woman was upset that her boyfriend always stopped at the bar on his way home from work to hang out with his friends. He came home late almost every night. She'd usually spend the whole night texting him to hurry up and get home. And when he did get home, she yelled at him for being inconsiderate. She wanted him to come home after work and get things done around the house, and she wanted them to eat dinner together. So we looked at her current response, texting incessantly and yelling at him when he got home. And we talked about whether those things were more likely to motivate him to come home or make him less likely to want to come home right after work. She came to the conclusion that she was deterring him from coming home. Who wants to come home to someone who's screaming at them? If she wanted to encourage him to come home earlier, she had to change her behavior. Treating him with kindness was the key to encouraging him to actually want to come home. She stopped sending multiple angry text messages if he didn't come home right after work. And then when he did arrive home, she stayed calm and she acted kind. Rather than yell at him, she'd say, hey, it's great to see you. Slowly, over time, he started coming home earlier. This is a great example of how you can positively reinforce the behaviors you want to see more of. Give positive attention to the things someone is doing well. On the flip side, don't give attention to the behavior that you think needs changing. Here's another example from my therapy office. I worked with a young woman whose mom spent a lot of time complaining about her ex-husband, who was the father of my client. My client had told her mom many times that she didn't want to listen to her saying bad things about her dad all the time. But her mom just kept calling and saying things like, your father's such an idiot. Listen to what he did now. Eventually, my client decided that rather than keep telling her mom to stop, she was just going to change her response. From that day forward, whenever her mom started to complain about her dad, she exited the conversation. She'd say something like, oh, mom, I gotta run. I'll talk to you later. It only took a few times of her ending the conversation that her mother stopped complaining to her about her dad. Sometimes you might choose to just ignore a behavior that you dislike. At other times, you might walk out of the room and withdraw your attention or end a conversation. So those are two things that you can do. Give positive attention to healthy behaviors and give less attention to unhealthy behaviors. Keep in mind that influencing someone isn't the same as manipulating them. Manipulation involves things like guilt trips or using someone's insecurities against them. Influencing someone is just about reinforcing healthy behaviors and not reinforcing unhealthy behavior. It's also about changing your behavior and seeing how that change might influence the other person to do things differently. Ultimately, no, you can't force someone to change, but you likely do hold some influence and changing your behavior might just have a positive effect on someone else. So the next time you're tempted to accidentally reinforce a behavior by nagging, lecturing, or offering unsolicited advice, remind yourself that there are better ways to take action. Look for ways to encourage healthy behavior and strategies that might deter unhealthy behavior. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.